Womenology podcast, Sarah. Yeah. Sarah is back. Sarah, how was your, apparently, <laughs> I did not have this correct. Tell us about your trip. You went to Germany, right? I went to Germany. Yeah. Um, not on vacation. <laughs> uh, it's, it's important to me that people know that so that you know that I'm a hardworking lady who doesn't take vacations. <laughs> Hashtag hustle, etc. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I went to Germany for a work trip. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was, it was good. Um, Berlin was home base and mm-hmm. I've been there before a couple times. Mm-hmm. I have to say, um, they're, they're not as excited about America and Americans. <laughs> You're kidding. Anymore. I know it's weird. I don't know. I, I don't know what could have changed, but, um, I don't know what could have changed their minds. It's so weird, but they're, uh, yeah, a little, little cold. <laughs> distant things aren't like they used to be between us because the german people are like so warm yeah they're known for their uh, affectionate nature and hospitality right. yeah exactly <laughs> well that sucks it does but i you know it'll it'll turn around or it won't we'll see <laughs> or it won't or we'll just continue we'll just explode in a fireball who knows yeah yeah i mean <laughs> speaking of fireballs you know while i was there um there was a lot of talk of world war three. Oh yeah Jesus so Christ. that was not great um i happened okay. to pass the u.s embassy and there were a lot of uh protesters outside chanting death to america oh, that wasn't how horrible that wasn't very cool <laughs> uh but i get it <laughs> So, other than that, it was fine. (laughs) Other than that. Now, were you in Germany when the whole, like, royal scandal thing broke? That's Mm -hmm. Is that a scandal? And how did that... It's not a scandal. It really isn't, except for the fact that Piers Morgan is an absolute misogynistic piece of shit. Um, And he's trying to make... He's the one sort of leading the charge and making this about Meghan. Sure. So, if people don't know what we're talking about, uh, Harry and Meghan have decided to distance themselves or, or uh, remove themselves from the royal like title, I guess. Like the yeah. ro- they're no longer I royals. Think they don't want to be royals entirely, anymore. right? I believe yeah. so. And everybody is making this about Meghan because, of course, they are course. right because it had mm-hmm. to be her. It couldn't possibly be that this man was utterly traumatized when his mother was effectively murdered by the British press mm-hmm. and he has decided, I will not go through that again. I will not let my wife or my child go through that and experience what yeah. I experienced. Couldn't possibly be that, right? No, it's probably that his wife is a crazy bitch. Right. Bitches be crazy, right? And she, oh, and she's, <laughs> oh, she's a snob and she's so phony. And no, I think that they just decided, I think he decided and he he did an interview and I can't remember, I think it was in the last couple of years, and he was talking to the journalist and he said, when I hear the click of a camera, I'm brought right back there. Sure. So he's triggered and that's that absolutely makes sense to me. And I think yeah. people are grossly underestimating the effects of trauma on Plus, him. The, the press has not been great to Megan, especially the, the British press. I know- Terrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, America seems to be pro Megan. Um, mm-hmm. on the whole. Right. But yeah, the British press has been pretty nasty <laughs> to her. Who, who would have no ever reason. thought that? <laughs> I know, it's so unlike them. So unlike them, yeah. So uh, I say good for them. I think it was probably a mutual decision. Yeah. And uh, Well, we'll it, never know. Yeah, you know, we'll never not, know. Yeah. Not that it really matters, but I think he wants to protect his family. Sure. <laughs> and I think she wants to protect their family. Yeah. I respect you know? the decision for sure. I mean, there's absolutely there's no reason absolutely. for them to be embroiled in all the royal uh, goings on and stuff. Stuff. I was try- I'm trying to think of the word for like you know all, you know all the regulations they have like um, like uh, ladies can't wear colored nail polish, for example, and they always have to wear nylons or pantyhose or whatever yeah, word like you that use. Kind of and- stuff. Ugh, can you imagine? Get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I can and I can't. I, I actually, because this was like all over the news, right? And I was talking to somebody about it. Um, but we were talking about like, yeah, the pressure is terrible and everyone's looking at you and a lot of people are wishing you ill. And yet, <laughs> and yet, if I had a full hair and makeup team on me every time I had to leave the house. Yeah. That sounds okay. You know? You're doable? Yeah, it sounds, it sounds doable. I see, that would drive me nuts after a while. I'm sure it does. But, um, you know, we just were talking about it as, an, as a novelty. Like, imagine if yeah. you didn't have to maintain yourself. <laughs> imagine if you had a team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I had someone who could just show up and, like, blow dry my mm-hmm. hair. And, oh, yeah. I, I, you're right. I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, but, you know, unfortunately... A lot of this is just racism. <laughs> it's racism. Yeah, maybe. It's misogyny. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Um, and it's just it's unfortunate. But I, I I've always I've always liked Harry. Uh, I've always felt like um, he he there was something more authentic and and sincere about him. Uh, and and I think it's amazing that. In, in her short time with them, Diana left such an impression with those mm-hmm. boys that they have decided they, they, because they both, well, William, and he's a pussy, but Harry definitely seems to want to carry on his, sort of his mother's mission of helping other yeah. people. Yeah, I think so. So I say good for them. Good for you, yeah. Harry. Okay, I need your okay. advice on something. So I have a client, a dog client, and she's the one who bought me the socks. Okay. About a month ago, she stopped tipping me. And I realized it was because she no longer uses the app. She calls everything in. So she doesn't go into the app to book, and so she's not prompted to tip me, <laughs> etc. So I bring it up to her. And I said, um, you know, do you plan on, are you going to be um, using the app? Because it's really important that you rate us mm-hmm. because we have to maintain like a 4.9 or like a, like a 4.8. Out of five? To stay. Wow. Out of five. Okay. To stay walkers. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my app, it doesn't work. And I said, do you want me to help you? I'll install and reinstall it. And, uh, you know, it, what it, what it appeared to come down to from what I saw was, she forgot her password. And you know how when you enter in your password, I mean, if you have big fingers like me, you think you're entering mm-hmm. in one thing, but you actually, you know, you, yeah. there's a typo. So she can't, must not be able to figure this out. Now, my gut says there's an impairment there. There's something okay. going on. So now um, she calls me every day to walk her dog. Now, this is the dog whose name is Jude. And Jude was my uncle, the priest, that I was very close to. And then I took as sort of a sign that, you know, this dog's name is Jude and whatever. I said, this is, there's something about this situation that I've been sort of, that it's been brought into my, mm-hmm. into my life. And I'm choosing to believe that. So she calls every day to see what well, time can you walk and you know i'll say oh 10 30 11 whatever and she'll put in the walk and then wag calls me to schedule me but somebody has already like taken once it goes into the app right. anybody can get it and you know somebody else got it so then she calls me again the client calls me and it's you know phone call after phone call and it's just be- it's just become really too much and so i went a couple of days she called i didn't take her call because mm-hmm. I was in the middle of something. And I called her back like a day later. And I said, you know, just so you know, I'm available tomorrow. And she said, oh, I'm so glad that you called. I was so worried about you. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. She said, next time, please make sure to call me back so that I know you're okay. Huh. Now. <laughs> okay. This is weird. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. And what I think is going on here is that she doesn't want to fix the app 
because she likes calling me. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. She likes contacting me. She likes talking to me. And the sense that I get is that she, like, I, I believe she's married, but her life mm -hmm. just seems really lonely. And, you know, when I go up there, it's just her and she's watching TV or whatever. And I don't get the sense okay. she has anybody. And I think she's developed this fondness for me. And she said, you know, I'd hate to lose you. My, you know, my dog loves you. And I was like, you're not going to lose me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going anywhere. And that breaks my heart because I know she's not just talking for the yeah. dog. She's talking for herself. And I don't, this, this one walk, it, it's smack in the middle of my morning. I can never get, it, it's always like right as I'm going to the gym. I've been slacking on my workouts. I've put on weight and I really need to make working out a priority again. But with this one walk, okay. I can't. So I find myself having to, having to kind of like dodge the phone or whatever, like dodge the phone calls. And I don't like doing that. And I really don't know how to handle this because she's not tipping me and she's calling me twice a day and she's just mm -hmm. become really dependent. And I don't know how to handle that because I, like I said, I think there's some sort of impairment there. And when I spoke to WAG, because they will call me to say, she's looking to, if you can, wants to know if you can do a walk. And I said, you know, can you please help her with the, with the app? She needs to get back on the app because mm -hmm. I can't keep getting all these phone calls. And I said, I think there might be an impairment in the WAG rep said, oh, I agree with you. I've, I've dealt with her a number of times and I, I agree. I think there is an impairment there. So I am, I just don't know what to do. Because I feel so bad for this woman. Well, uh, but at the same yeah. time, I feel so bad for me. Um, I guess I, so why don't you just say, you know, I, I'd love to keep walking your dog, but this, this window of time isn't working for me. You, I have said that. And then what? She, she'll call. She'll still call. And, okay, what time can you do today? And I'm like, uh. I can, like I've already told you what times I can do and like you know I can't do today like you know I can't do today anytime until noontime and like I said I think she uses these calls as an excuse yeah so well um I I mean I think you're gonna have to just reiterate you know here here are my available times mm -hmm. and if you if you follow up with a text rather than answering her call and just say, you know, as as we discussed mm. per my last email, <laughs> here are my here's my availability. Um happy happy to walk your dog any you know, any any time outside of this window. Um hope we can touch base tomorrow. If that if that doesn't if two times of that doesn't get through, I think you're I think you're you're gonna have to ghost her, right? Because it's just becoming yeah. I I I, I won't do that to her. I won't do much. that to her. I need to find I need to find a workaround, because I will not ghost this woman. I think I'm just gonna have to say, I, I'm available noontime. That's it. Like I can't, and everything has to be booked a day in advance. I can't do last minute because I have to. It, I right. have to schedule my mornings. Now let's see. Let's see how she handles that. I mean, that seems fair to me. Yeah, it might not work for her schedule-wise with the dog, but, you know, uh, like, the fact is, you're not, like, I used to make $16 on these walks, now I'm making 12 mm hmm And it sounds crazy, but somebody who would it, was genuinely worried about my well-being, and she was, like, that wasn't a manipulation, she was... Like, I feel like that's worth more than $4, like a $4 tip. You know okay. what I mean? I do. So there are just certain cases where I feel like, eh, I'm just going to have to throw the tip out the window because I, there's something there. I just, I, it, there is that, that thing with my uncle that's, that's saying something, you're, you need to be in this situation. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll work it out. <laughs> okay thanks for uh, going along <laughs> with that one listeners i <laughs> i don't know if people really cared but that was i don't like to uh, abandon people especially people who i think are lonely 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that is a tough one. And I, I, I know where you're at, but I, but I also think, you know, if you are very clearly setting up these boundaries and she's just bulldozing through them, I don't think if it were me, I would reach a point where like that was enough. See, if I felt that that were the case, I would just be like, ah, fuck it. And I would just block her number. Right. I think she doesn't remember. Like, I, I think there's some memory issues going on. That's why. Yeah. So. Well, like I said, I, I think, yeah, you know, if you say it verbally and then the following day she calls, I think you can send that text and just say, per my last email, <laughs> so, so on and so forth. A bitchy way to say, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might, it might help for her to have it in writing, you know, because right. some people really can't take verbal instructions. Right. They need it in writing. So. Yep. Okay. So try that. We will. I will, I will try that moving on okay okay so you you got the article i sent you from the atlantic i did oh, good lord and you know this came in a, a perfect time because i just finished listening to the true crime obsessed take on dirty john okay did you listen to that yet no but i heard all of the dirty john podcast <sighs> okay i mean <laughs> look Look, 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 look. As Jillian Pensavale said on True Crime Obsessed, we don't victim blame here. But I feel like... <laughs> but... But... I feel like... She... Like, you know what? Forget about, like, how could she fall for him? Uh, th- that's irrelevant. Um, well, and and it's... I mean, it's a... It's an obvious question. I mean, it's obvious. Like, Right. It's an obvious question, but the fact that she constantly put this guy before her daughters, mm-hmm. like right there, I'm just like, nope, nope, you're yeah. a bad person. You're a shitty parent. Period. That's just... Anyway. Agreed. Okay. So there was an article this week in The Atlantic, mm-hmm. and it was called, it's entitled, The Perfect Man Who Wasn't. And... It's a story of yet a, yet another con man who spent years conning women out of money um, and maintained these relationships. See, Dirty John, he just had one at a time. Right. This guy had multiple women. Yeah, this guy's good because his uh, like the depth of his involvement is Dirty John level. <laughs> like he's right. he's fully entrenched in multiple women's lives and juggling details and um like using their families as props with other women it's right he's good he's a multitasker he he's a multitasker now let's let's give the the background so a woman named missy she's newly divorced she's newly sober she's been sober for a couple of years she decides that she's going to try online dating and she goes on our Mm -hmm. time which by the way is the same site that the woman met Dirty yes. John. So, side note, avoid our time. <laughs> because that site is specifically for women over 50. Right. And so that's Scammer Central. Yeah. yeah. So avoid that site. So she meets a guy online and he seems, he stands out. You know, he's got the great profile. He looks good on paper. He was a career naval officer, an Afghanistan veteran. Uh, and he was finishing his doctorate in political mm-hmm. science. And when Missy liked his profile, he sent her a message right away and called her that afternoon. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've said this too. That immediate response, that's a red flag. And I will stand by that until I, my last dying breath. <laughs> that immediate response. So uh, they talked about everything. They talked about their kids, their divorces, their sobriety. Uh, he told her he was on vacation in Hawaii, but they planned to meet up as soon as he got back. So they make a date, and he's late. And an hour goes by, and two hours go by, and she's furious, and she sends a text and says, uh, this is completely unacceptable. And a few minutes later, she gets a reply from Richie's friend, Chris, who said that Richie had been in an accident. And sure enough, they have a picture of this guy, Rich, and he's banged up. It's not like a serious accident, but it's a picture of him in the hospital and so to sort of prove that he's been mm-hmm. in this accident. So she finally meets him in person. And of course, you know, he's tall and he's charming. And he's a good talker and a good listener uh, and eager for a relationship. 
<clears throat> Red pie. <clears throat> Red. Black. Ladies, say it with me. <laughs> So he's all in right away, and uh, he and so everything's great. And she's totally into this guy because he has a taste for nice things like four star hotels and expensive restaurants, and he always insists on paying. So and she introduces him to her her daughters. Yep. Uh, and everything's great, and he takes them out on the boat on his boat that he has, and oh, it's everything's wonderful. So one day he says to her that you know Vicky was a flight attendant, and he said, "Oh, my cousin works for the same airline. Do me a favor, like don't mention that you're dating me, so that when we go to this family event, we'll just show up together and we'll totally surprise her." So she goes along with it. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I I'm, <laughs> I just get so frustrated because I'm like, mother, come on, come on, come on. So, okay. A few months into their relationship, she misses a shift at work yeah. and she gets fired. Side note, there's more to that story. Well, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't it? <laughs> because another woman in this article also mm-hmm. lost her job as right. soon as she became entangled with this dude. With this guy. Yeah. So... More than likely, she missed a shift at work because of this guy. Uh, So now, Richie, this guy, jumps into provider mode. Oh, I'll take care of all the bills for the next few months and just relax. And maybe I'll try to get you on my um, university insurance. (laughs) 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 Anyone? Anyone know a grad student? No, that's not going to be a thing. It's not going to be a thing a PhD student's going to say. What yeah, about his university insurance? It's terrible, and you can't add people to it unless you're married, and so on and so forth. But I mean, also, I mean, so since we're so. since we have been derailed into the red flags, um, mm-hmm. the military doesn't pay that much, and no. neither neither do fellowships <laughs> at universities. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Let, let's okay. We'll try. Sorry, we're go gonna on. get there. We're gonna get there. Just <laughs> hang on. So the longer they keep dating, the more right. drama she notices. And of course he says he doesn't no, he, he doesn't, doesn't do drama. Red flag. <laughs> but drama seemed to follow him nonetheless. <laughs> Who saw that coming? So there was constant oh, he had to put his dog down, or he's have, having all this pain because of his mm-hmm. time in the military and when he served. And he starts to always now he's starting to cancel plans or not show up when he's supposed to. So Missy gets fed up. And she decides one day, she said, I, I was driven by a feeling I couldn't quite pinpoint. And yeah. that's called your instinct, Missy. And Missy took a peek at Richie's wallet. And inside was an ID for a man named Derek Mil- Milan Aldred. The wallet also contained a couple of credit cards belonging mm-hmm. to someone named Linda. So... Now Missy knows something's up. So Missy, God bless her, she does her due diligence and she finds Linda's name. Well, they're on the credit cards. So she goes and looks for this goes looks for this woman online, finds her, sends her a bunch of links because she has now Googled him and yeah. all his mugshots come up. And, you know, he's a career con man and a long history of deception. And she's just blown away. That this is that this is now her reality, so she contacts Linda, sends links to all these articles that she finds, and she just like she she said she started to feel sick, you know, and she said there is someone else out there who is being mm-hmm. completely screwed right now, and that's what she remembers thinking. So she contacted Linda, sent the email, and she said, "You're probably going to think I'm crazy." It began <laughs> because. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Linda thinks Missy's a, a crazy ex and dismisses. <laughs> Why would classic. we believe this woman? So, <laughs> right. So, uh, eventually, once you know, now Linda's been involved with this guy, and Linda's, you know, there. She's a Christian, and she's a military vet, and she's a conservative, 
kind of made me feel a little less bad for her, but mean, whatever, same. still. <laughs> I still felt bad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, so they sit down for their first date. It's a dinner. <laughs> and he um, <laughs> he yeah. does a, a little prayer. God bless him. And Jesus. He does a little prayer. And, right on cue. And Jesus. <laughs> and she's very, very, very yeah, she swoons. You know, impressed by this. Swoons over the Jesus and Jesus. So, <laughs> so she says, you know, I was head over heels. Within two weeks, he was at my mm-hmm. house all the time. After a few months, Linda loses her job at a financial services company. That's but Rich weird. made it seem it, that's <laughs> weird. But Rich made it seem okay. He found them a house to rent in an upscale suburb. And she and the six month six her six year old son moved in again. Six year old son, only dating a few months. Right. What the fuck are you doing? You're a shitty parent. I'm just gonna say it. You're a shitty parent. There, I said it. So Linda hung her clothes next to Rich in the in the closet. Blah blah blah. One day she stumbled upon onto paperwork for a hundred thousand dollar college fund he had secretly started for her son, oh. and her heart soared, surged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert, you didn't stumble onto anything. He left it out for you to find. Right. <laughs> he left it someplace where you, he knew you would find it. But just like with Missy, the relationship starts get, getting full of drama. And she eventually gets sick of it. And then she goes to this email that she got from Missy. And she clicks on the link, uh, the links, and she finds out what's going on. And so she eventually, uh, she calls the police. Uh, so she's waits for because what he would do is he would say oh I've got to go to the hospital I'm in a lot of pain right. and Linda would drop him off at the hospital and then Missy would come and pick him up yeah. and these two women are just <laughs> oblivious I mean you have to you have to marvel like he's Danny Ocean yeah except like not good looking he's not, <laughs> except he's like not, not bad looking but he's not bad he's looking not but he's not George Clooney no. so she eventually she drops him off at the hospital she calls the police he calls and says, oh, I'm going to take an Uber home because, you know, that's what you do when you go to the hospital and you're in a shitload of pain. Mm-hmm. And when he gets home, the police are there. They arrest him. But that's not the end, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he gets into cu- he goes into custody and L- Linda finds out now she goes through all the bank statements. Now. Yep. She goes to the bank statements. However many months later. <laughs> However many months later. And she learns that he had stolen her emergency credit card out of her jewelry box and ordered new cards in her name. Yeah. Then used those cards to fund fancy dinners and trips to Hawaii with her and other women. Did he also steal a bunch of her and jewelry? Or was that someone else? I think that was the oh, other okay. one. That was one of the other one. Um, he, he also siphoned money from her retirement savings to pay off the credit. Okay, how? Look, I, 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 how? How? <laughs> how do you do that? Right? If you are not married, Is how that do you bu- access someone's retirement account? I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, let's see. Only could get Missy to pick him up as soon as she was gone. How her name was somehow the only one on the house's lease. That's weird. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Sidebar. Ladies, we're going to have a little prayer circle here for a second. <laughs> get your goddamn name on every piece of documentation if you're moving in with somebody. Don't ever, ever, ever. And I don't care how fucking paranoid this makes me sound if you move in with somebody get your name on the title and the deed get your name on the lease protect Mm -hmm. yourself always because these fuckers will not protect you they won't because they will have they're going to be thinking of it have an exit plan the whole time so protect yourself kind of remind you of um (laughs) that question we read a couple weeks ago with the with the prenup (laughs) <laughs> what 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 reminds you of this um, just like you said the fact that like no matter what they're protected right the, right they're always protected not you're ever not protected. in this situation <laughs> right so protect yourself never ever i mm. always 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 get your name on everything and always, 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 never let a man just step in and say, I've right? got this. 
Because you know why? One, they don't. I guarantee you they don't. They don't have it. They need <laughs> they us. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Because as we're learning, the similarities, and you'll find, you know, in this story, as well as the story with Dirty John, the similarity, the theme is women get yeah. shit done. And so don't let any guy just say, no, 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 honey, don't I'll worry. handle it. Nope. Yeah. There's no such thing. Don't worry. I'll handle it. Fuck you. No, you won't. I'll handle it. Uh, so he gets arrested and Missy and Linda get together and they find out like they, you know, they exchange notes and compare notes and blah, blah, blah. And Jesus, mm -hmm. he's a big liar. So the next day, Washington County police were at Linda's house taking her statement when a delivery arrived and it was addressed to Rich and the cops said, so oh, you might as well open it because he's mm -hmm. not a real person. So the box contained whiskey and chocolate and a sweet get well note from a woman whose return address was just a few neighborhoods away. So this guy's got three relationships mm -hmm. going at the same time. Uh, Linda, she and Missy, uh, they compiled a dossier of new news articles about this guy, Derek, a.k.a. Rich. And come to find out, you know, they get together with this woman named Joy and Joy met Rich on our time. <laughs> Fucking, that side needs to be shut down. Uh, so he told her, he told Joy he was a professor who volunteered at a homeless shelter downtown. And then the women find out later that he had actually been living yeah. at the shelter before he moved in with Linda. Uh, they dated for a few months until he started having a ton of drama in his life. So the pattern starts right. all over again. And she breaks it off with him but stays friendly. And on the 4th of July, Rich sends her a picture of himself on his boat posing with Missy and her kids and says, I bought a boat and took my sister and her kids out on it today. My life has calmed down. Want to try again? And Joy decided to give him another chance. She later finds out that he'd stolen almost $8,000 worth of jewelry, her passport, and her birth certificate. What the fuck does he want with those things? I'm not sure. Because I'm not a criminal. That, so I don't that really, must be. I don't know no, what you can do with someone else's passport, really, when they're of a different gender. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Uh, so, okay. So the false life that this guy has created um, it was very, very thorough. Like he had yeah. all these props. He had a University of Minnesota email address and an ID card. And he would FaceTime these women from the UM classrooms, University of Minnesota classrooms mm -hmm. between classes. So was he actually in school? I can't figure this out. Or was he just like walking into the school and sitting in, in an empty classroom? Well, it wouldn't <laughs> be that case, hard like, to I, get a hold of a student ID, right? All you have to do is apply, get accepted. Um, and then depending on the school, they'll issue you an ID right away, sometimes before you've even made a deposit. And then you just... You know, you just never huh. show up to class, never register. So. Perfect. Sounds great. <laughs> Wouldn't be that hard. So, he had uniforms and medals and like framed right. awards and a team one, a SEAL team Which, one uniform, membership. Uniforms and medals aren't you that know, hard to get a hold of either. They're at thrift stores. True. Jesus. There were just so many props bolstering Derek's stories that even when doubts had started to bubble up, right. the women had repressed them. There's no way it could be fake, they told themselves. That would be too crazy. Okay. So eventually, um, what happens? Eventually, this guy, let's see. I know, see, I da, know da, what da, da, da. <laughs> uh, No, <laughs> eventually, he gets caught not for defrauding women. But for impersonating right. a military officer. That's what it takes. Mm -hmm. That's when they take. That's the real crime. That's what it takes. How? Yeah, that's the real crime. Uh, and throughout this, uh, they the police, now the, he's been arrested. The police release him after 48 hours right. saying they want to build a stronger case. Uh, and they said, a police spokeswoman told me the, the county attorney had concluded that fraud charges probably wouldn't have held up in court because Linda and Derek's lives were so entwined. It would have been too difficult to determine which credit card charges were fraudulent and which were authorized. And this is what these con men yeah. count on. So seven months later, the police department finally issued a warrant for Derek's arrest on one misdemeanor charge of impersonating an officer. By then, he was long gone. So Linda's now like sorting through her finances, trying to recover, mm -hmm. you know, trying to repair the damage. And 
she what is she her sister-in-law delved into old news articles so her sister-in-law is now on the case too and they come across a woman in an article named cindy pardini and so this woman has become like the point person because she used her full name so everybody contacted her anytime they had any sort of interaction with this guy they would contact this this cindy woman and so what i think i've taken my life i was not so cindy became obsessed like obsessed obsessed with this guy we're talking like one of those boards on yeah, the wall with the in the apartment <laughs> with this like the string with the string <laughs> she becomes that kind of obsessed and she's just obsessed with trying to take this guy down understandably and uh oh, let's see da, 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 da. i'm going through this if anything derek seemed to have preferred until what they realize is that derek has kind of gone after the the same women in the sense that they're all very intelligent. Um, his victims included a doctor, a couple of women who worked in tech. Linda herself was an engineer at a nuclear power plant. Yeah, I mean it makes sense because I mean I've, he's, you know, he's he's in it for the money. Right. So right. Uh. <laughs> so another woman, Joanne from Minneapolis, meets. Uh, Derek, a.k.a. Rich, on Match.com in August of 2014. He told her he was a lawyer with a big downtown firm. In reality, he was hiding from a warrant for defrauding the St. Ho- Paul Hotel. Derek had racked up about 23000 on Joanne's credit cards during the three months they were together. Mm-hmm. Can we please say it again? How? How? I don't get it. Can you imagine handing over your credit card to someone you've been dating no. for three months? <laughs> I wouldn't even give it to my fucking sister. I mean, right? <laughs> no. I don't so, understand. You know, again, I, I don't, this is, this is all sad. It's and, all very sad. And tragic. And I, I feel for these women, but <laughs> your lives should not be that entwined at three months. Right. Okay. Here's where I come to the really infuriating part of this story. Not that everything isn't infuriating, but so Joanne realizes he's racked up about $23,000. He's stolen, effectively, $23,000 from her. Mm -hmm. She goes to the detective, and the fraud detective tells her it would cost her way too much money to get a lawyer and sue him in civil court, and told her, they'd say, I was just blaming my ex-boyfriend because I'm bitter. Mm -hmm. And then he said, if I were you, I'd let it go. Six months and many phone calls later, the credit card company finally reversed the charges, but Joanne still regrets not taking Derek to court. I don't know. I think that was actually pretty good advice. I think that is how that case would have played out. Um, well, do you think he would have given? The, but... <laughs> do you think he would have given the same advice to a man? Oh, of course not. Of course no, not. Exactly. So it was shitty advice. <laughs> not that it wasn't incorrect. Well, right. Because, right. right she, the odds were like the odds were stacked against her anyway, simply because she was a woman and nobody cared. Right. And. Everyone was going to look at the situation and say, oh, she's she's bitter, she's crazy, or she asked for right. it, right? Because yep. in all of these situations, we're always somehow responsible for it. Uh, so he's apparently, this, this Derek Allred has uh, scammed about a dozen women since 2010. Mm-hmm. And uh, even women who weren't struggling when they met Derek soon found their lives destabilized by the chaos he brought. They lost jobs, yeah. had panic attacks, became estranged from family members. Right. Which that's, that should be a red flag too, right? <laughs> if your relationship, right. if you begin a relationship and suddenly your whole family's mad at you, yeah. it's not a good sign. It's <laughs> not a good sign. Uh, Derek's victims, Derek's victims watched and waited, hoping he'd make a mistake. So they're all just like stalking this guy. They're just waiting. They're yeah. waiting. They're waiting. They're they're like really tracking this guy. They're very similar to uh, the people in Just Don't uh, Don't Fuck with right. Cats. Uh, they're just watching everything this guy does. So uh, let's see. As far as the growing group, he could never have been charged for a crime against any of the women he scammed, only for defrauding businesses because defrauding women just doesn't matter right. apparently. Derek seems to have counted on the fact that credit card abuse is often not taken all that seriously by law enforcement when the victim and perpetrator know each other. Let's let's rephrase that just to make it more clear. Um, when the victim is a woman, <laughs> that's when they don't take it seriously. 
Uh, so even in instance where the police pursued Derek, he'd typically serve a short sentence or had just skipped town. When he was finally captured and brought back to Minnesota, prosecutors lobbied to escalate the charges and hold him on a hundred thousand dollars bail. Brace yourself for this next part. <laughs> and the judge asked, "That's a little harsh, don't you think?" Yeah, it'll ruin his life. <laughs> Poor thing. What about his swimming I mean, career? This could all this could all be one, twelve, eighteen misunderstandings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's from a good um, family. So he's from a good family. Um, oh, and he's good looking and white. So there you go. The judge denied the motion because the lawyer was like, no, the defendant's a con man. He conned a number of victims within the state of Minnesota. He's been all over the world pretending to be people he's not and taking money from people who don't have money to spare. And the judge denied mm -hmm. the motion. I hope that guy gets fired too. So, uh, this guy evaded punishment for years, years and years and years and years. And eventually, Missy reaches out to the cousin from the airline that he told her not mm -hmm. to reach out to. That took a long time, too. And they, by the way, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, why didn't you think of that one right away? Uh, through a family member, Vicky heard that Derek had left Minnesota and was hiding out with his mother in Sedona, Arizona, where lo and behold, he had an outstanding warrant for an old DUI. Urged on by Missy, Vicky alerted the local police who picked him up in early 2016 and held him in the county jail for a few days. It wasn't much, but the woman took satisfaction in seeing him face at least some consequences. Blah. Uh, still, he was still able to, he was still conning women. He was still able to do it. Um, after his release for the DUI, he began dating a new woman posing as Navy SEAL Richard Peterson. He soon discovered that he had stolen, she soon discovered that he had stolen and pawned some of her jewelry. He was arrested, pleaded no contest, and was taken back to jail, but was bailed out and never showed up for his sentencing. By January 2017, he'd popped up in Las Vegas where he met another woman and joined a country club, racking up charges before skipping town in I mean, <sighs> What the fuck? What really stood out to me about this is like, man, just to to be a white man, it must be it must to be, be a white guy. People just take your word for it. Yeah. It says he conned Mercedes salesmen and bankers and real estate agents and doctors. He finagled country club memberships and hospital admissions. He met actual Navy veterans who took him at his word. I mean, oh man, it, to have people just take it take your word for it like oh yeah just i'll get this round <laughs> you get the next round of country club memberships <laughs> yeah you get the next Jesus mercedes Christ. it's crazy derek's victims kept underlining this point i think because they understood that crimes against women particularly ones that happen in a domestic context are right. often discounted it's a and they are it's a he said, she said domestic fight to the police, Linda said. They lump it right in with divorce and family mm -hmm. law. She said an officer told her, well, it's not like anyone got hurt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's not like anyone got hurt. I mean, a woman got hurt, but that's not anyone because they're not people. Right. And also they're not bleeding, right? Like there's, there's right. nothing not for the police to shoot. So they're not interested. Yeah. They knew that some people hear dating scam and translate that to pathetic, desperate woman. Yeah. Um, the implication is that these women should have known better or perhaps that they're complicit in their own victimization. If a woman reports her ex for stealing from her, who's to say she's not just brokenhearted and vindictive? Derek himself was happy to exploit such stereotypes. When his victims uncovered his real identity, he'd sometimes threaten to expose them as bad mothers or alcoholics, crazy women who couldn't be trusted. Yeah. So blah, 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 blah. Let's get down to like what really happened at the, uh, at the end. Uh, let's see. On May 17th, 2017, Richie Taylor left the townhouse he shared with his new girlfriend, Dory, to have dinner with his brother and sister-in-law. Dory was idly scanning through pictures on the iPad Richie had left behind when she saw one that brought, up, brought her up short. It was a screenshot of an Instagram post showing a man in a hospital bed. A big thank you for everyone's prayers and support. Should be out of the hospital Monday, the caption read. The name on the account was Derek M. Allred. I was like, heck, that's Richie. Now, okay, explain this to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming that it was a screenshot of an Instagram yeah, post. That then got reposted. 
that got repo- that got reposted. So how did she? How did she find that? Well, it's, it says she she was on the iPad. It it must have been just like right out there. Maybe Dory was idly scanning through pictures on the iPad Richie had left behind when she saw one that brought her up short. It was yeah. a screenshot of an Instagram post showing a man in a hospital bed. Right. I mean, I don't know why she would have been scrolling through photos unless she right. was looking for something. She was probably right. But she found something. And so then, of course, go. she Googles him. Uh, she Googled Derek Allred, an alternative spelling he sometimes used. Suddenly, all those fraudulent charges that kept cropping up on her credit cards made sense. So she was okay. So she was aware of all these charges showing up on her credit card. So Dory printed out the articles and brought them to the police department in the colony. I thank God to this day that it was a female officer that took my statement. She took it seriously. While Dory waited to hear if the police came up with any leads, she scoured the internet for information about Derek. She found that Cindy Pardini, because her name, she used her name in an interview. The women talked on the phone. And Dory said, there's no way it's going to be another woman after me. So uh, Dory made sure to show the colony detectives pictures of Derek in his Navy uniform. And the detectives contacted the Naval Criminal Investigative Service. Under the Stolen Valor Act of 2013, seeking profit by using military honors is a federal cl- a federal crime, which meant that NCIS could launch a multi-state investigation. Yep, that's when they took. That's when they paid attention. Right, unbelievable. After Dory caught on to him, Derek <laughs> began staying with his other girlfriend. But it didn't take long for Tracy, who worked at a post-acute rehab facility, to get sick of having him around all day. <laughs> so she. Sure. <laughs> and she said, you know, there, got, there are men out there who will get a little headache and they think they have a massive tuner, tumor and they're dying. She goes, it's a man thing. He had some of that. Real dramatic. <laughs> so she finally dumps him. A few, while, few hours later while she's at work, she gets a call from NCIS who tell her she's been dating a con man. Derek hadn't stolen anything from her yet. So she decides I'm gonna, she's going to help NCIS. So she ropes Derek back in saying oh i like the um i like the text that they prompted her to i'm write. sorry baby i was hormonal yeah, yeah that's that's something a real woman would say <laughs> and made plans to give him a ride home after his next medical appointment and then when when he was ready to be picked up tracy alerted the ncis and they got him finally they got him you know this is this is what eventually put him in jail mm-hmm. So he's now in jail. He got like a what was it like a twenty four year sentence? Um, it's twenty four years was the maximum. Um, yeah, and that's what he got. Yeah, he mm-hmm. pleaded guilty to two counts of identity theft and one count of mail fraud, charges with a combined maximum penalty of twenty four years. Whatever. So he finally goes to jail, and the women are you know left picking up the pieces of their shattered life, and so the writer decides that she wants to write this piece so she's going to interview Derek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so obvious that even she, after everything she had fucking learned about this guy, even she is taken in by this guy. She really is. She was completely suckered in because he kept telling her, you know, there's two sides to every story and I want to tell my side, but I only want to tell you. Right. And she's and I was gonna decline the visit, but the guard said, "Are you sure it's a really pretty girl?" And she fucking fell for it. It's the most <laughs> like when I got to that part, I just screamed. I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me!" And and I don't know why she why she included this, other than she wanted to show how easy it it was to get suckered in by this guy. I think that is why she included it. And and also I think the I think this piece raises a lot of questions about um you know, gender roles and the darkest impulses of women. Yeah. <laughs> like the the reason that this guy was so successful is because he was able to appeal to our worst impulses, right? Mm. Like our our antiquated notions, our uh expectations of like men's roles and like 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the yeah. other reason too why this typically happens to women in my age range because women in my generation, the idea of a man taking over all the finances and handling everything is, is common. There's nothing – that doesn't seem odd. Right. You know, they didn't support themselves. You know, somebody already always did it for them. Well, or they did, but when it seemed like they had an opportunity not to, they were like, oh, God, now I can finally stop. Right. So they didn't stop pretending to enjoy my career. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't see anything wrong with that. And that's yeah. why this. I, that occurred to me, too, as I was reading this. I, I wonder, I mean, I'm sure that romance scams will continue, obviously, and con men mm -hmm. going to con. Con men are going to con. <laughs> but I do wonder you know how that will evolve as gender roles evolve it, it's going to evolve with women getting shit done and men just being the ones that are just there <laughs> right it, it has to be a little bit of that yeah you know because really <laughs> seriously seriously you read this story and the police yeah, same thing with dirty john same thing with dirty john it took the woman's daughter to to kill this guy Mm -hmm. Right, because the, the, that Dirty John. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll include that, but you should. Most people probably know by now. I mean, it's all yeah, over. It's, yeah, it's still it's still worth a listen. Yeah, it still is. <laughs> so yeah, and then that's another case of the women were the one that banded together and said, "We're going to take this guy down." Yeah, I think the last sentence of this article is so powerful. It took me much longer than I'd like to admit to realize what I had felt that first day after I left the county jail and drove too fast past the hayfields of North, North Texas singing along to Merle Haggard, that my future was sunny and full of promise because I met a man who was going to give me everything I wanted. That's why she includes all that detail about him conning her, right? Because it's so, it runs so deep, that mm. notion of like, men are gonna rescue you yeah man's gonna yeah and, and i remember like something that i always disliked about women's media and essays were i hated the ones that basically ended with and then i met a guy and everything was okay and it changed everything yeah and it right? changed everything mm -hmm. you know and then a man came in and rescued this rescued me or right. or fixed the situation yeah and we're talking, we were, I was writing, reading stories like that as recently as maybe three years ago. I mean, it does, I think we could still find stories like that. <laughs> we can still find stories. They're still and, regularly in the cut. I mean, they're, they're yeah, there. They're around. They're there. This idea that men are going to come in and men are going to fix everything and men are going to take care of everything. And oh, I don't have to work and I can, I don't have to worry about anymore. And, you know, yeah. There's, there is something very powerful about the the, the idea of uh, I'm going to have a man in my life and that's going to make everything better. Right. As though that makes the debt go away. That makes the anxiety or the depression go away or that, that makes your job stress go away. Right. It doesn't. You just think it does for a little while until you realize he's an asshole. <laughs> right. And he's actually taking more than he's giving. Well, I mean, people obviously... A lot of people define themselves by their relationships, right? And mm -hmm. oh yeah, uh, you know, again, it's it's this fairy tale notion that like we all grow up with that oh, the marriage is the end of the story, happily ever after. It's like that's that's the whole goal. That's the end of the story. It's never the beginning of the story, and it just right. is what makes it so hard to fully empathize with these women because like i said yep. he just kept appealing to their worst <laughs> lizard brains yeah you know the uh, when i was listening to true crime obsessed they were talking to one of dirty john's other victims and the the woman said his profile said he was a doctor and he was this and he was that and right. you know it was everything that a woman wanted Right, and that's and the problem. Jillian. It's like you, and you wouldn't steps have ignored in. all of those red flags if he was a construction worker or a teacher. Right, <laughs> right. And Jillian steps in and says, girl, you had low self-esteem. Now, I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Well, I think the woman in Dirty John did. Um, but, 
I don't know about all these women in this story. Yeah, I don't know. In any case, we're going to post a link to it. I also that don't was, think uh, it, it takes low self-esteem to be conned or to be drawn into. No, not at all. Men are going to save the day. Right. I mean, look at this author. Right. The author totally, totally bought right. it. I, I love that ending. <laughs> it's a great ending. It's a great, it's a really powerful way to close this out. It's a, to show this is how easy it is for men like this to, to slither their way into not just our lives, but our heads. Mm-hmm. Okay. Continuing with the theme of white guys that baffle me. So stay off our time, everyone. (laughs) So stay off our time. Jesus Christ, shut that site down. And really, I don't understand. I guess these are people who are sticking with traditional online dating. Don't do that. But whatever. That's a whole other thing. Um, That's a whole other thing. So we got a letter. And we got a letter from a guy. And his first name is Mm -hmm. D.L., and it says, I'm a 52-year-old male and have been single most of my life. My last relationship ended 10 years ago. I have had zero luck meeting anyone have on dating apps since I hit 50. <laughs> have you tried our time, DL? Uh, I do a little bit better online, but it never goes anywhere. Career-wise, I have a job that requires extensive travel and frequent moves. I've finally come to terms with the fact that I will always be single. I have a friend, M, who was 59. We met each other over 30 years ago through work. She lives 500 miles away from where I live now. Back then, we went on a date. However, I was interested in dating younger women and also interested in starting a family, which never happened. So it never went anywhere, but we have stayed in touch over the years as distant friends. Like me, she has also been single for a long time since her 30s and childless. Recently, I've been thinking about her with more interest. The last time we met, she looked attractive to me and her body is still amazing. I told her this, which was very well received. We have been emailing and texting very frequently ever since. The communication has also assumed sexual Mm -hmm. innuendo. We have agreed to meet up for a weekend soon in a city she has always wanted to visit. I paid for her trip through my loyalty card points. I will be flying in as well. I did make it clear that I have friends I can stay with while we are in town. I don't want her to think I presume we will be sharing the same hotel room. But you do. Obviously. (laughs) But you do. (laughs) Obviously, I would like to spend our nights together and also have sex. I have not had sex since my last relationship. Yes, that's 10 years. And she has implied that she has not had sex for a much longer time than that. I plan to just have a fun weekend. And if she invites me back to her room, great. If not, I'm totally okay with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My question is, if we do sleep together, it's obvious that this will not be a relationship unless it's a long distance one. My job will never let me settle down. And I know that is a choice I made long ago that hindered relationships. I don't want to hurt her. If I was really that selfless, that selfless, then sex would not be on my mind. But let's be honest, I'm aching to have sex with her. Looking at her is what changed my outlook to date an age appropriate woman. And I find her much more sexually appealing now than younger women. There's something in me that's really, I don't even want to fucking read, finish reading this. She is comfortable in her body and in her current lifestyle and routine. I am assuming that our age, at our ages, we should just go for what we want. I presume she knows our life paths are different, but what if she expects more after sex? Your suggestions will be helpful because there is so little out there for singles at this stage of life. Thanks. Okay. (laughs) See God in everybody. (laughs) Can I go first? (laughs) You absolutely can, Sarah. You absolutely can. Um, So... DL. <laughs> let's pump the brakes. <laughs> uh, let's let's take it down a couple of notches because you haven't even had sex yet, and you're like, oh, what if she, what if she falls for me? What if she wants a relationship? Right. I'm not ready for marriage, my dude. My dude. <laughs> you both need to have sex. You've both laid that out on the table. She knows this is sex. Does there she? There is not a problem here. I don't listen. He he claims that he said to her, uh, what did, what did he say? She, You look attractive to me and your body is still amazing. Oh, still amazing. Thanks for the compliment. <laughs> Enjoy the compliment. Um, if you say that to a woman and she's still willing to meet up with you under these circumstances, yeah, it's for sex. Okay, we're, how can you say that? 
You don't think that this woman, let me tell you something. There's a reason why this woman and this man, they have not been in a relationship or had sex in God knows how many years. There's a reason for that. See, that's the, that's the bell for okay. me. 10 years, over 10 years, no relationship, no sex, something's up. Sure. Something's I don't know up. what it is. So I'm, no, I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested, but that right there tells me, no, she does not automatically know that this is just sex. Okay. I don't think she I, knows that. I want so to clarify that I don't think he's owed sex, right? But I, I do mm-hmm. think that she knows that that is his end goal. That doesn't mean that she Does is she? obligated to have sex with him. But I, I mean, it, it seems like it, it seems like a reasonable person would assume that that was on the table. Um, well, the, well, the, well, obviously, she knows that sex is on the table, but I think there's a there poss- there's a possibility, and it's not guaranteed just because she's a woman. But I think there's a real possibility that she's hoping this is going to turn into something more. But he doesn't know that, and he's already worried about it. He should be worried about it. And the reason that the fact that he is worried about it means he senses something. Right? Maybe. I thought he was just a narcissist. <laughs> no. No. It's kind of like the letter I answered a couple weeks ago on the site from a guy who's like, oh, everybody always thinks that I am... I guess I give off boyfriend vibes and I've been casually dating this woman and she's been buying me gifts and making me pies. Mm-hmm. And I think she might want oh, more from me. Maybe. Really? You think <laughs> she might make you a pie? You fucking idiot. Of course she wants more. Of course she thinks this is turning into something else. And he's like, so at what point should I yeah. say at something? At what point do I turn down like, the pie? Uh, at what point? There, it, there's no milestone. It's not like, oh, apple pie, blueberry. Okay, milestone. Now right. I have to say something. There's no milestone when you to, to tell you, oh, I better speak up. No, you be a decent, kind, humane human being. And if you sense that it's even a possibility that they're going to want more, then you bring it up but right away. haven't these two known each other you, for 30 years? But they've been out of each other's lives. Um, let's see. How long does it say? Okay, 30, yeah, 30 years and then Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess maybe I need more information. Um, but the the way that I was reading it, obviously, it seemed like he was um concerned about something that was not yet an issue. Um and yeah, I think I I obviously got the impression that she was also meeting him just for sex. Yeah, I don't see that. And even if it were just for sex, I still don't know. I think there's always a possibility that she's hoping it'll turn into something more. Yeah, he says, there's I always presume that possibility. she knows our life paths are different. But what if she expects more after sex? Well, okay, so what do you what do you think is the answer? Do you think uh, he should, as foreplay, be like, hey, My by answer the way, is- this is just sex? I, what I think is he should go and he should spend time with her because who knows? He right. might actually fall in love with her. Who knows? And should they, should the sex be on the table? That's when he needs to speak up and say, I, I just want to be clear that I don't, I can't offer anything after this. <laughs> What's up, Luca? <laughs> I can't offer anything after this. And I want to be really upfront about that before we do anything because I just think it's, I, you know, I want to make sure you don't get hurt and that there's no miscommunication because I've really enjoyed having you back in my life and then let her decide. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, that's how, that's obviously that's the think. most forthcoming get laid. and most honest <laughs> thing to do. I, I don't, mm-hmm. I would not say that he's obligated to do that because every time you have sex with someone for the first time, there's the implication that like, this is not yet serious. Um, okay. I, I just don't agree with you on that. I just. Okay. I mean. That's, a, that's okay. <laughs> I had a, I just, I just have, have read too many letters from women who have been crushed because, you know, yeah. they had sex with a guy and then the guy dumps them three weeks later and they're like, oh, it had, it had to be with, 
you know, he was just looking for sex. And maybe he was just looking for sex, but, you know, he led them to believe something else. You know, when they say, hey, I'm just looking, you know, I'm not looking for something casual. And they're like, oh, no, neither am I. You know, so I I do think that there are a lot of people out there that when they have sex for the first time, they're at least wondering, is this going to be more? Well, wondering and assuming are different things, though. I just, I I kind of regard it as like no guarantee. <laughs> it's not, it's, right. it's not an insurance policy. Right. You know, you're not, it, it might be nothing. It might be nothing. Uh, but the only way you're going to know what it is, is if you ask. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not even, you know what? I'm going to take that back. No more asking a guy what he wants and what he's looking for. Fuck that guy. Who cares? It's about this is what I'm looking for. And I'm I'm telling you that so that if you feel that there isn't, you know, if you don't feel that there is potential here or if you're not looking for, you're not looking to get to know me and see if there's any real potential here, then I'm let's not do this. Mm-hmm. Forget about asking these dipshits what they want. Forget about it. Because these I guys mean, don't know they what they just want. just lie anyway. They're right? just going to lie anyway. Yeah. You tell them, this is what I'm looking for. And if you don't feel that this is something you're, if, we don't, if we're not on the same sort of frequency, let's, let's recalibrate here. So stop asking these idiots what they want because they're not going to tell you. They're going to lie. Well, right. But she wasn't the one who wrote in. He did. Right. <laughs> so you think he should just, I mean, if she even invites the him back to her room. The fact that he's bringing it up. The fact yeah. that he's bringing it up. Now, I can already tell that this guy is an overthinker to the nth degree, which has probably contributed to why he doesn't have a relationship. There's, a, mm-hmm. there's more going on here. I'll just say that. There's more going on here. DL, if you want to talk about that, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Shoot me an email. We can talk about it. But the fact that he's even wondering what if she expects more or thinks it's going to be more means he's sensing something if he thought that she knew that they were on the same page this wouldn't even be a concern he knows that they're not on the same page whether consciously or unconsciously he knows okay so all right once well so there's there are your two different answers dl godspeed godspeed my (laughs) dude (laughs) okay people that was a that was a good one. That was a good one, Sarah. That was a good question. Yeah. DL, I hope we helped you. Follow us on the things, Womenology Pod. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Join the mailing list, womenologypod.com. Favorite us or like our posts on Spotify. Just do it all. Do it mm-hmm. all, people. Sarah, anything? Enjoy the compliment. Enjoy the compliment. <laughs>